0: and smile, cause it's been a while, it's been like a whole day since I stopped, so you could hold me, but this child awaits, strong in the faith, Lord you are the refuge, that I can't wait to get to, cause I can't
1: it's a beautiful day day. day, isn't it the day is beautiful no matter what you have gone through no matter what you are going through i just want to tell you that today is a beautiful day and you've joined us on this podcast on this beautiful day. Definitely, your week, your month is going to be beautiful. So we'll begin today's podcast with a song by Jamie Grace. Jamie Grace, I say Jamie Grace. <laughs> Jamie Grace, Um, the title of the song is Beautiful Day. My name is Vitry. You are welcome today.
2: It's a beautiful day. Good day, James Iroro, And thank you for accepting the this interview invite. I've been following you on Facebook since 2017 and I, I've seen that you are a pro- prolific writer. And um I joined your community for writers, Ink Genius NG in I think 2018, and I must confess it's an amazing place to be it is one of the places that sharpened my my flair for writing so please can we meet you tell us more about yourself
3: hello i'm james siru i'm an author uh, broadcaster and a new media consultant so basically i've been in the writing game for close to i don't even remember anymore i can't remember when i started writing but i just noticed uh, that writing was one thing that was uh where i found my solace Uh, whenever i was troubled whenever i was bothered i would always um, find solace in writing and that helped me to keep writing and then I eventually got to start a blog and then from there on I was consistent in writing until one day uh, it dawned on me that uh, why not write a book? Back then it was was a far-fetched dream, it was something I wanted but I thought of it, why not? So there I was, uh, started writing my first book and it was done in five days and from there uh it just kind of snowballed into what i'm currently doing right now so i'm doing more of coaching more of consulting and most importantly at the moment i am a broadcaster so that's uh, a little about me
2: wow that's beautiful writing is where you find your solace i think for most writers that's the testimony like they feel um when they are sad when they are happy the best way to pour out their expression is through writing that's very nice thank you so much for that so um what is the title of your first book and what prompted you to write the book like what was your inspiration what inspired you and what led you to write your first book?
3: so what inspired me to write my first book all right so i was following a pastor friend of mine, a pastor who later became, or who is currently my mentor, and I was opportune to attend his book launch, and in the course of reading his biography, or rather, yeah, his biography, I found out that he wrote his first book when he was in his final year at the university. And at that point in time, I was still in 200 level or about entering 300 level. And I thought to myself, if he could do it in his 400 level, I would do it in my 300 level. And that was the idea behind it. And I said, okay, I was going to get a book, but I didn't think of what book I was going to write or how was I going to write the book? Not like I had an idea of a book that I wanted to write handy at that point. No, I didn't have any idea. I've never even attended any class on VRD. we writing books. I just wrote blog posts, not books. Uh, but then uh, one time we were doing a fasting program at church and this scripture came into my mind, those that wait upon the Lord uh, shall be strong and they shall mount up with wings as the ego. So at that point in time, I began to think, what does it mean to actually mount up with wings like the eagle? And that was the idea behind On Eagle's Wings. And straight at that point, right there, I documented chapters of what I wanted the book to be about. Chapter one to five, I wrote everything out, all the chapters, and then I dedicated each day for five days that I was going to be right for at least two or three hours. I'll write on one chapter per day, do all the research I needed to do and write it and then get it done within five days. And that was how it happened, like just like that. I I started writing and I was able to finish the book within five days and I ran to my siblings and I told them that hey guess what I just wrote a book and they laughed at me because they they knew it wasn't possible this was someone who could not spell okay I don't know if I have said it before you if you followed me for a long time you will understand that I couldn't spell in school, there was a time I was actually threatened uh, that they would demote me in primary school. Can you imagine they want to demote me in primary school to tell you how they felt I was dull and I couldn't even speak English. So it was it was unbelievable for, for them to understand, that okay, this guy that couldn't do anything in English is has written a book. Even though I was a graduate at that time or I was approaching uh, my uh, 300 level, they still didn't see me as someone who could do it. So, but I was okay with myself that I have written the book, and that was uh, the motivation I needed. And that was how the Facebook came in, and the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth and the sixth plus countless of others are yet to be probably so so it began with just one book and today we are here
2: thank you so much that was inspiring since um let's say since um that prayer and fasting period we could actually say that um your faith and your your christian background has actually um influenced your writing because from from the list of the books you've written i can say about about three are christian books that's on eagles wings diversion and exploring the new bed and your story is very inspiring from someone who could not spell to an author that means there is nobody i think okay there's this yoruba adage i don't know how i will interpreted to english but it says that um there is hope for every human in as much as you are you are open to learning thank you so much for that so can you give us an overview of your book exploring the new birth because it's like many christians in the faith today don't even know what the new birth is all about no,
3: that's true that's true the idea behind um, exploring the new birth was born out of during my service year. I had core members who, in their own way, didn't seem to understand scripture. And at that time, I was really, really into scripture. So everything I was doing was more of scriptures. And then it dawned on me that some people know what it's like to be born again. In fact, some people don't even have a clue what it is to be born again, especially the youth and this current generation so i and then i i just had an inspiration okay let me uh, you know shed light on this so what i really did was to look at uh, look at the life of christ and um, in, i think it's in luke there's the last verse in the first chapter of luke says and the child grew and uh, in stature and wisdom and the grace of god was multiplied upon his life so those were the things i looked out for so it's one thing for you to be born it's another thing for you to grow and there's another thing for you to be strong so i broke that into chapters and i shared my own personal experiences of how i was always giving my life to christ <laughs> probably every sunday i'll come out if you know you want to give your life to christ come outside i'll come outside say the same thing over and over and over again and to me I didn't really get the real essence behind giving your life to Christ. I think there was a period I actually gave my life to Christ to see the pastor, right? The pastor that was officiating. I wanted to see the pastor. I wanted to, you know, you know, when you give your life to Christ, you tell you to come to the front of the church and you have the opportunity of seeing the pastor. So that was what led me there, not because I really wanted to give my life to Christ, but until I came to the realization of what it truly, truly meant for me to be born again. And that was when I stopped. So I wasn't going out for other calls anymore. In fact, I didn't see the need to go out for water call, And I wanted the young people around us, around me, to have this impact. So that was what led to the, uh, the exploring the new birth. The initial name, initially, initially the name for the book was the process of new birth, But when I had a conversation with my designer, graphic designer at the time, who also was a strong believer, and he said uh, he he didn't really see if there was a process of new birth because once you are born again, that's the end. Like, that's the end. So why say there's a process? So, but then we, we reframed it to get, how about we are exploring the new birth because we never get to the point where you know everything about the new birth you really don't know you are just exploring it from the angle where you've gotten and you keep pushing to a deeper realm and deeper understanding and so that's what the book is basically and it has my own personal like personal experiences in the faith how I moved from being a sinner, should I use the word sinner? Uh, Sure, how I moved from being a normal churchgoer to being an active member of the body of Christ. So it was more of my own personal stories that I documented in order to give people a sense of hope, to give people um, inspiration, to enlighten them on the real importance of truly being born again
2: thank you very much for that that's actually true i i i have been in that position before whereas okay i think i okay when i was in primary four yes as as little as when i was in primary four that's when i knew that yes that was the first time i knew that I give my life to Christ. Then after then, you know, I kept singing. So every day, pastor would come to church and I said, if you lie today, you are going to hellfire. If you want to give your life to Christ, come out. During every altar call, I was always coming out. I was always coming out. Even up till 2016. Yeah, 2016 was the last altar call I went for. So, and I didn't fully know what the new birth was all about until late last year that was 2019 and that was that was a breakthrough of light for me so thank you very much for shedding light on this particular topic and um for and i'm very very sure others will also learn from it and also when they get to read your book so um the next question i have here is that you wrote a book this is not christian book it was writer's first aid i think that's that's the book i i the first book i read from you then you talked about um dealing with writer's block in your book titled the writer's first aid can you shed more light on it because more authors and writers will be listening to this interview and i'm sure many of them has come across what we call writer's block can you shed more light on it and actually help people to overcome this face in the writer's life which is called the writer's block
3: awesome writer's block that's like uh, uh the the biggest problem writers seem to have about we, I still have a school of thought who believe that there, there is no such thing as writer's block. They actually believe that there is no writer's block, that you are just the one that is um, blocked, i see. And so they don't believe that there is writer's block. So for those who actually believe that they are experiencing writer's block, there's just a simple principle uh, to overcome it. I've been blocked so many times and I've been able to overcome this and because I could trace why I was blocked. Most times when I get blocked, it's because most times when I get blocked, I discover that it's because I really don't know what I want to write. And that's why. So the simple solution to overcoming writer's block is to get very familiar with what you want to write, which is why a lot of people say they do mind mapping before they actually get into the actual writing. For instance, you can never say you have a block to it they presented the food in front of you and you were blocked how i how do you get blocked you don't get blocked in that because you already know what you need to do you have to take the spoon serve the meal and eat right that's what uh it is so you can't say you are blocked or you want to take your bath you have already on the tap and you are blocked or you don't know what you want to do next of course you know what you want to do next you want to get into the bathtub take your spoon, take your soap Apply the to and scrub yourself right it's easier that way and so the same principle applies to writer's block some writers in fact most people just feel uh, because i'm a writer whenever i want to write i'll just get up carry a notepad and start writing it doesn't work that way sometimes it does but most times it doesn't work that way you need to know what exactly do i want to write if you don't know what you want to write there is a high chance that you'll be blocked or you would be stuck. So to simply overcome writer's block is to get clear on what you want to write from the beginning to the end. I believe when you know what you want to write, it's easy to flow in it. And then once you've known what you want to write, then you need to do your research. You need to research around it. What am I going to write about? Who can tell me what to write about? Where can I get what to write about? All of those things are the things you put in place in order for you to overcome writer's block. Then the third thing uh, that could help you out in your writer's block is by having a schedule. I mentioned when I was writing my first book, I told myself I was going to write every day. And every day had a chapter that I was supposed to write. And I had a time frame for it. I told myself I was going to write between the hours of 8 to 10 a.m every morning for the next five days so once it's 8 a.m my brain naturally knows that we are going to do something today it knows so no matter how fog or tired i feel i am i cannot get blocked because i already know i've told myself over time as i'm sleeping in the night i'm ruminating and i'm telling myself by eight o'clock tomorrow morning uh, you are going to be writing so the brain gets to work and you already know what you're going to write so the brain does the work while you're sleeping So that's just a simple hack uh, to overcome writer's Still, Some people still feel you are not blocked, you just don't know what you want to do. And once you can get clear on what you want to do, you can't say you are blocked anymore. Now it's laziness or lack of discipline, right? So you can't say you are blocked anymore. So block is as a result of not knowing what you want to write. So when you know what you want to write it's easy uh, for it to come just the same way as it's easy to eat it's easy to take your bath it's easy to do whatever else you've already told yourself you want to do it's that easy so you need to get clear with what you want to do you need to have a schedule of when you would be doing that and of course most importantly you need to conduct research to know that this is what i want to do this is where i will get information that i need to get it done
2: Hmm, Thank you very much for that. I I actually learned a lot myself. So I think one solution for overcoming writer's book is to get familiar with what you want to write. And I think um, having a source, okay, I think I'm a copywriter. And um, one of the ways that we get inspiration is looking at swiped files because we don't really believe in originality in copywriting you you have to just tweak some of the ads that have worked swiped files are files that um previous ads that people have written and um you you just check into it to draw inspiration and i think that could be compared to what you're saying that get familiar with what you want to write about before you just pick up a pen and start writing um, we really really appreciate you for that this session is getting more interesting thank you very much and um yes you you have a okay you have a community of writers which i told you i was part of it i think before it was dismissed in 20 um 2018 or 2019 i guess so um how were you able to coach over i think you've coached let's say over 100 students and you did that for free like many people these days organize um writer's session where they pay but why did you choose to do it for free was there a passion be- behind it or did holy spirit just inspire you to to go to writers for free let's hear from you
3: uh well well well, well. they said when you enjoy what you do uh, it doesn't seem like work it seems like play you're enjoying yourself and yes of course over 300, and not just 100. Over 300. Did I just say 300? Yeah, it's probably approaching thousands now. Over a thousand people that I have coached for free. Uh, but what really, what really sustains me is the fact that from the beginning, coaching people wasn't something I wanted to do for money, it, or rather it's still something I don't want to do for money, but we have to pay our bills, so it's, it's, uh, that's why I'm having an issue, which is why I have a company <laughs> that that ensures I don't do it for free, So because a part of me would always want to do it for free, but I have a company that, okay, once someone is coming to me and I know this is a paid program, I will just go to my company, go and find out <laughs> Because that way, company has to pay staffs, company has to pay their bills, so you won't use that against me. But personally, I don't like uh, getting paid for it. I didn't start with the idea of I wanted to be paid. I just saw a need that a lot of people wanted to be taught, right, a lot of people wanted to be guided. And me, I have a, will. I call it a mandate, yeah, a mandate to teach people in the simplest form Possible, so I teach you in the simplest form possible, which is why I do not use big big grammar or try to confuse you more than you already confused. So I do it based on something I love doing, and yes, the money started coming in, and it's fine. But from the onset, it was never a. It was never a reason for me, to. it wasn't a, a money venture for me, it was more of to give back to society. And yes, the Holy Spirit really, really played a huge role, because sometimes I just sit down and think, OK, what do I want to teach these people today? And how do I even go about teaching these people this thing? And he figures a way around it, and that was how we were able to grow uh, from just um, ten people and before I knew it, uh, we got up to 200, 250 over time. We had different classes, different sessions, over 300, 400 people in the past uh, two, three years that the, the group was existing. And well, it, uh, it was it was a good journey. Uh, yeah, I'm considering getting them back. Uh, unlike SAS, <laughs> it was just suspended. Uh, I don't think I've disbanded them.
2: Unlike SAS, they are just suspended. <laughs> that was funny well i'm sure many many would um would enjoy the benefits of um this group when you when you reopen once again it was it was actually a nice time because these days everyone is about monetizing their skills and although it is not bad yes but um it's and i understand that you it you you use it as a way to give back to the society and surely god of course will reward your liberal love thank you so much for that so um oh considering that you you're working i don't know if you're working in a book frame or something but i know that um you you're a broadcaster how do you manage to balance the demands of writing with broadcasting and other responsibilities
3: in all honesty it hasn't been easy i guess one one major reason why the the group was closed was due to the time frame i i, I wasn't able to effectively manage being a broadcaster and um, coaching writers, so it was it was it wasn't a good balance for me because I didn't really have the time. I come back home in the evenings, and by the time I get home, I'm usually very exhausted. So, to Coordinate activities in a group was no longer feasible for me. That was why I had to suspend it. Uh, But for writing, I still make out time every morning. Usually, I make out time in the morning to write. And I I resumed my podcast, which that also has suffered as a result of the work. Like, if I could go back to the beginning, I wouldn't say I I won't get a job. But if I could start over, I would advise anyone starting to... To consider the options, getting a full-time job is not as easy as we think. Yes, you need the money to fund your dreams. You need the money to fund your, your passion and all of those stuff. But balancing it is not really easy. Not like there's no time. There is time. You have the time to do it. Like people say, when you get back from work, what do you do from then to the next morning? But then when you are mentally exhausted, it's difficult for you to actually put out good content so what we do is to just first of all try to balance myself Uh, try to see how I can create time to create to have um, more content for myself and now that there's no group to really officiate to monitor to supervise it's easier because now I work on my own pace I am not conscious of people that need to be giving something regularly so what I do is now is at my own leisure so I have a target of putting out three emails every week so all i do is to create the the emails and when is that they edits do the fine tuning and send so it's easier that way uh, then again they say you should build a system around it and makes it easy for you to do all you can do and still have time for your own mental well-being i know eventually i'll have clients and i'll, I'll come back to the groups uh, but for now uh the group And the coachings, all of those things are factored into my spare time because the broadcasting takes most of my time, which is the paying job. So you have to give that one the focus that it needs. So but we hope to, you know, create more time for it. But it hasn't been easy, honestly. It hasn't been easy balancing a full time job and uh creating content and coaching people it hasn't been easy but we've been able to navigate it safely
2: all right thank you very much for that i think i can relate to that especially the mental exhaustion that comes from work writing and all of that and it seems too hard to to balance because when you are um, uh, mentally exhausted, oh my God. It's like your brain just shut down and you can't even do anything productive at that moment than to rest. But there's one thing I learned from you which says that you should create a system around you that allows you to to balance up things and still have time for yourself. Thank you so much for that. Um, You wrote um, a book titled Diversion what is diversion all about give us an overview of um, the book diversion
3: that's very true getting a system that works for you it's the best literally is the best uh, so for the diversion hmm I guess that was my first attempt to write in a storybook i have not always been a storyteller okay i'm a storyteller uh, but not into the fiction stories and all of those stuff no i haven't been there uh, so this diversion is about the life of four individuals who had to go through some traumatizing experiences and they felt the only way out uh was to commit suicide they, they didn't know each other No, you know they didn't know each other they were just on their own having their own issues at least one was a married woman who hadn't had a child for years in the marriage and her mother-in-law was insulting threatening to take um, to chase her back home, out of the house a man who invested all his life in the business for over two decades That was 20 years or 30 years and yet he was just fired for an error <coughs> for an error that wasn't his so the, the he was scheduled for a promotion but the typist mistakenly included his name okay so there were two letters that were to be sent to the from the headquarters. the first one was to terminate someone's appointment while the other one was to uh, promote someone so the typist misplaced mismatched the name so his name was was submitted for someone to be promoted but who was typing it typed his name as the person to be sacked so he was fired after he has already, you know, worked that long that he was due for a promotion, but he was fired. And so it was confusing, but at that point, he thought, what else to live for? What am I living for again at this point in time now? I can't go and start all over and all of those. So he wanted to take his life. And then someone else who has been dating a guy, unknown to her, the guy had a family somewhere else. So she got to find out and that was devastating to her. Uh, so it was just a journey of four people who wanted to commit suicide. Whose past events were uh, on their neck, so and that was how they all were going to the Bar beach to drown themselves. Where the two mates had a conversation on different occasions and they got to know each other, and that was how they had a diversion, if we might say so. But there's a part two of that book uh, that I'm currently working on, but I have abandoned it. But I think I need to, uh, you know, go back to work on that book. But that the it was to. Uh, awareness yes awareness for suicide so I wrote it for an awareness for suicidal thoughts and depression and hope to give people hope that even if um, you faced all of the challenges and you feel the only solution is to take your life, that's not the solution. In fact, that's the wrong solution because you only push your problems to the people you are living a life. They don't solve the problem because they can't solve it. Now they are burdened. They are worried that you killed yourself and all of this stuff. So that was it. Was more of a creating awareness uh, for suicidal thought and depression. That's what the diversion is all about
2: okay thank you so much for that yes um i would ask you two questions based on this um the first one is for someone who has always been writing non-fiction and we know how demanding and exhausting fiction can be because you have to think of imageries characters storylines sometimes your character will betray you because fiction demands so much of creativity do you experience any difficulty in writing diversion as a fiction story like how how was the journey like for someone who has always been a non-fiction writer then delving into fiction story could be could be mentally demanding. So how was the journey like? And um, secondly, I would like you to, to leave out a message for people who are depressed, going through one problem or the other and um, they are thinking of suicide as a way out.
3: All right. so earlier I said I started a blog. Uh, When I started my writing journey, I started with a blog. So my blog were mostly fiction stories. Right They were mostly either fiction or stories of what happened to me. So making the switch from non-fiction to fiction wasn't really a problem for me because I, I was I'm a natural storyteller. So I love telling stories, and God has blessed me with the gift of writing. So once I pick out my, I think the only thing i I, I, I can't really write is poems. I don't flow with poems. I don't like poetry. I've never been a fan of poetry. But when it comes to writing stories, be it fiction or non-fiction, it comes natural to me. So long as I have a story I want to say, so long as I have an angle I'm going and it just flows with, um, like I said, I was amazed when I was done with Divertio because I didn't really imagine it was going to turn out the way it did. I I was just writing uh, from one point to the next. I was just going on and moving on with the story. What I feel I have is I have this when it comes to writing, it comes natural to me. Once I pick up a line, it's easy for me to just flow, and it begins to divert uh, into many other branches. And before I know it, I've written two thousand words, three thousand words. You know, that's how it rolls with me. So I I didn't really have any difficulty switching from fiction, or rather from non-fiction to fiction. So for people who are going through depression, who are uh, suicidal thought, now in our day is like the. If you can survive this period, trust me, I don't think there's any other thing that want to come your way that you won't be able to overcome. When you go through uh, how this year has been from the beginning of the pandemic, all the way to lockdowns, all the way to the NSAS movement, the looting, the, like there's a lot on our mind. But one thing I keep reminding myself is this, the circumstances around you, does not define God's word for you. The situations that are going on around you does not define who you are or who you can be. This is merely a phase that would pass. It's easy, right? It's easy for me to sit in my own comfort zone and tell you, oh, come on, it's it's, it's, it's a walk in the park. It, no, it's not easy. It's difficult. We all are going through it. We all are experiencing it. And still remember that no matter what you are going through, Someone has gone through it. Someone is about to go through it. And someone will get through it. So when you have that mindset that whatever I'm going through now is so that I can be able to tell someone else, coming the same direction, how to do it better, how to stay focused. And so don't let societal thoughts dominate your mind. So you need to clear your mind. You need to, like I said, well, I think i made a post recently. I said, depression, is not a pandemic don't isolate yourself don't uh, self-isolate reach out to people it's not a pandemic it's a problem that you should share it's not contagious you don't get contagious by because you're depressed and you're in the midst of people every other person will be depressed no when you are depressed that is the time you need to reach out to more people that is the time you need to call people let's have a conversation let's talk with more people and and not just we being depressed even if you're not depressed right now, reach out to your friends. You don't know who is going through stress at this point in time. You don't know who is having difficulty sleeping. As easy as sleeping is a lot of people have difficulty in it because their minds are occupied. Not everybody is equipped to take what is going on in our world today. But God still has a huge plan for each and every one of us. So suicide is never, is never a way out. You just add more problem to the living when you take your own life because now everybody's thinking what could they have done better uh, to save you. So if you are listening to this right now and you're having those thoughts of depression, now is a good time uh, to call someone, talk with someone. Don't let them, uh, don't let the situations overwhelm you. Take a break. Take yourself out. Have fun. Do what you love doing, right? If you're introvert, you're always inside. Now is the time to go out. Take yourself out. You know, watch a movie. Hang out with friends. Just do something that you normally wouldn't do, just to take your mind off it and re-fra- reaffirm uh, what God has said concerning you. He has good plans, good, good plans for you, only if you would wait and see them come to pass. And that's it. Depression is not a pandemic. Don't self isolate yourself. Reach out to someone and get help.
2: Hmm, thank you so much for that inspiring message. It was, it was indeed great um there's this um saying that there's no pro there's no problem that is not common to man like you said what you're going through someone have gone through it and someone will still go through it so it's just a face and we just have to be strong and endure um all right thank you so much for that To so the second to the last question that i I have here. Mm. I would love you to, to, to tell us who, who are your favorite authors, your mentors, and those you look up to in the industry and why? you follow them while you look up to them?
3: That's a tough one. Uh, who do I follow? Ah, not really. I haven't really really invested in all of those stuff right now. So for now, it's more of me learning the ropes on my own. But for authors I I look up to, well, I would say John Grishan. I love his way of writing. Uh, And James Hardy Chase, I love the way he writes. they they inspire me both of them are um, are both um, fiction writers uh, so they motivate me and they inspire me to write Uh, but for in nigeria uh, at the moment uh, i won't say this is who i look up to and all of those stuff so but basically i i I learn from virtually everybody i come across i learn from everybody's work i critique work and i see how can these to be better so that's what i look out for people who are getting better every day so i don't have a a set of people that okay these are the people i look up to these are, no, i don't have that list of people i just follow people learn what they have done and see how i can implement it in my own field most of the things i know uh most of my knowledge most of my expertise are self discovered I, I i don't follow people to learn them uh, they just come within me and i actually share it right so but well, it's good to have people how uh, you look up to so maybe before the end of the year i might have those people i'm looking up to but for now i wouldn't say i have some or them like that
2: all right thank you so much for that session i think we'll finally come to the end of this interview with this last question no not a question but like we want you to give an advice to upcoming authors and and writers and also we want you to drop your your I say contact or how we could reach out to you maybe your blog the name of your blog your website that we could reach out to you and also purchase your book as well for those who'll be interested in purchasing any of the books you've authored
3: it's been an amazing time it has been an amazing time talking with you uh, so my last word is every writer out there find out find your own voice find your own voice because there are a lot of people who are already writing and there's this tendency of wanting to write like them wanting to be like them but then find your own voice you have your own story to tell and don't let uh, the pressures and all of those um, you need to write this way writing is free it's fun it's loving it's something you do from within you so you shouldn't be regimented like okay it has to be like this for it to be perfect no it's as it comes to you write be true to what you're writing don't get carried away or don't let anyone make you feel like what you're writing doesn't make sense because it does make sense for those who want to connect with me do well to check me out on all my social media platforms i am james serrero and you can also check us out on our on our website, Ingeniousng.com. IngeniusNG.com. For my books, just reach out to me, people. Reach out to me. They are always available. Some are free. Some you gotta pay. Uh, to encourage the movement of the work now so that it can move to the permanent site. All right, it's been an amazing time uh, talking with you. I hope you had fun listening to me and I hope you learned one or two things, which is the main reason for this and shout out to love it thanks for having me on this challenge
2: thank you so much i i really love this session the free flow and all of that i really appreciate thanks for your time thanks for accepting the invites we know how busy everyone could be in this period but for taking out almost two hours of your time for this is something i do not take for granted thank you so much i really appreciate all right bye
0: Yeah, our souls were brought together so that we could love each other, brother we Say the nation we're no support for education cause right now it don't make sense right now it don't make sense let's talk about our part my heart touch your heart let's talk about let's talk about living had enough of dying that's what we all about let's do more giving do more forgiving yeah our souls are brought together so that we could love each other sister we while
1: we are here while we are here we are here for one another me you we are here for one another and we are going to work and at the very end we are going to get to heaven together so thank you for joining in on today's episode of the Christian Autos podcast i am going to sign out with this song from our own we call it t1 tour <laughs> by J mikey it's J Mikey and David. <laughs> so I am going to sign out with this song. which, which means which says to be says that God is big, God is great, and God is good. So we are going to sign out with the name of Jesus. And I just wanted to know that the name of Jesus is much more powerful in whatsoever thing you are going through right now. That name is powerful. So call the name of Jesus into it.